on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast, yeah. and here's your host, the Comic Shop C Blocker, Derek McCaw. He he kept me from getting comics today. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that intro. Would you ever give me an introduction that makes me comfortable? No, no. The Lawn <laughs> Sandpaper Lopez. Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are back after a two week hiatus. And it, it is, seemed like forever. It did. It did. You know, there's a lot of tension that's kind of relieved by coming here and doing this podcast and getting to have that conversation Indeed. and back with you guys. My, back among my people. It's true. I haven't. I'm seen kind it. of backed up in that okay, department. Well, there we go. So, uh, of course, that would be my announcer, Mister Lad Lopez. Oh, if you only see the dimple that came across his face when he did that. Ding. And of course, sound engineer, moral arbiter. Thank heavens he's here. With a twinkle in my eye. Indeed. Rick Brett Snyder. Mm-hmm. Looking a lot like Tony Curtis in The Great Race. Ah, anyway. Yes. Yeah. They- Max! Old reference. Push lost on younger viewers. Wrong. That'd be Professor I know, Craig. I know, yes, I know. yes. Max! I love that movie. Where's that on DVD? Is I've it on it, DVD? I have it at home, yeah. I want a special edition. I'll own it I think I'm one of the few people that really, really, truly Natalie loves that Wood movie. In that, uh, the Sweetheart Tree. In that, mm, that, yeah. The, yeah. There's a sweet and our in a, chosen demographic towel. has changed uh, the channel. Okay, <laughs> one. <laughs> Change the channel. Even I know that's not how this works, Lon. They've clicked off their iPods. Okay, that maybe. And then thank you for staying through that little memory trip down uh, Blake Edwards Lane. Something like that. Anyway, uh, so we've got uh, this is going to try to make this sort of uh, you know we've got a lot to talk about. We think we're planning in it. our absence. We're planning it. We're actually so definitely planning kind it. of you're tuning into potentially the movie pre summer movie preview episode. It's just but, the, the same but, of a three. three but of first, us. we're going to do the comics. Right? Oh, oh, sure, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I have an order that must be kept. Yes, you know, but you uh, are nothing if not orderly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of people who bet against you on that Those statement. Most people say you're nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lon. No, that wasn't Lon at all. I just instinctively went, Lon, you took a shot. It's a Rick. Oh, wounded by my demographic. What do they know? Uh, <laughs> what do they know? Uh, they work with me, so and, and they're married to me. Uh, so anyway, we got comics. We got a little TV news, which we'll get to. We're very excited about. I mean, a lot's happened in the two weeks we've been gone. Um, First of all, I mean, let's let me go with this. Uh, a whole new universe is being created, and uh, who's that creator? Excelsior, sort of. Yeah, I don't know. Can he say that? Excelsior, I just did. No, I mean, did, uh, can he? Can Stan Lee say that? Sure. It's not a Marvel trademark now. It's a mar. It's a word. It's a well, sure. He but- can even say Marvel. Boy, that's marvelous. Uh, yeah, Stan Lee. Stan Lee is going to... And he can say, that's a DC outlet. <laughs> he can. <laughs> uh, so Stan Lee is going to create a new universe of superheroes for which wait, company? DC? No. Oh, wait, he already did that. Oh, that, that we didn't like that. Uh, Image? No, he hasn't done that, oh. but, but we wouldn't have liked it that's anyway. Drawn by Rob Liefeld? 
Uh, oh, we would definitely not Barfly? like that. No. No. Um, virgin. Ah, that's Virgin the girl. Comics. Oh, I hear Stan Lee likes virgins. Ah, and you'll be hearing from our lawyers shortly, Mr. Lopez. No, that's true. Look, any guy that actually, you know, well, created Stripperella, he's got to take that hit. He's got to take horny. that hit. Hey, what? He's Stan Lee. Respect the Stan. 85 years old. <laughs> talk to the Stan. You know, talk to the Stan. Oh, my. Ah, he's going to totally steal that from us. Anyway, on hot on the heels of a green creator universe for Walt Disney Pictures. He had a three-picture deal with POW Entertainment, uh, which is his company now. Quick, trivia question. Yes? What does POW stand for? Prince of Wales. No, his company. Prince of Wales. POWs over Winna- Winnemucca? I don't know. I, <laughs> it was written somewhere in the you're press right. release, it is, and It I is an acronym, it. and boy, all of us remembered that one. But any- oh, I think it's like People of Wonder or something like that. Or no, uh, I don't know. Piles of Wonder? I don't yeah. know. Steaming piles of wonder. <laughs> that, that may be. Well, we'll it, see. Yeah. <laughs> so Stan Lee had a pretty good month. Then, He's having huh? a dang good month. Um, Interesting. You know, so certainly uh, it's an interesting. It's a good move for Virgin because Stan Lee, at least, that's got attention in mainstream media. And it gives him comic. Well, does it really give him comic cred? Does I mean, Stan Lee need comic cred? No, no but, but does I mean, it give like, Virgin? Oh, Virgin comic cred. Yeah, sure. Well, they've got they've got a. A fairly, but I, uh, but I almost think though that like weren't they doing all right on their own? Well, I mean, it's a great acquisition, uh, ac- acquisition, acquisition, yeah, yeah, yeah. To where you know now they're, you know, is they're, an acquisition they're getting or is some an good endeavor? press. Well, they've acquired Stanley. Uh, no, acquired it's, Stanley. It's, it's, it's an endeavor. Uh, it's a great. Br- he's, he's got a great ERA too. I it's a great. It's a great combination. Again, in the mainstream press, I mean, traded for a player. The thing, the thing, the thing that Stan Lee has done better than probably anybody else in the comics industry is he's made himself a name because of his association with Spider-Man and X-Men and Fantastic Four. The general public thinks, "Wow, this is great." Those of us who read just Imagine DC creating the, you know, Stanley creating the, creates the DC universe, realize he's kind of old-fashioned in his storytelling. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, I you know I still do respect the man, but uh, out of respect. But it's like, but what he has written lately has been somewhat underwhelming and not really made an impact. Right. But it can't be any worse than Shadowhunter, right? You no, make a good no. point. Okay, thank Lon does make a good point there. And Stan I, Lee could write Shadowhunter. You know why? Why? Because the main character is Jenna Jameson. JJ. JJ. Oh, he'll at least remember her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the other thing about Stan Lee is the man knows when to wear sunglasses for the rest of his life. He's, he's never going to take those things off. <laughs> it's a trademark now. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, that's true. And it does keep him just... looking 15 years younger than he actually yeah, was. Well, that so. and it helps his cataracts. He, uh, yeah, uh, yeah he, he wore them in his Iron Man cameo, too. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, where's that? That's, that's a wait, new... Wait, wait. You bring up a good point there. Is what? this endeavor now going to affect his future Marvel com- uh, no. Doubtful. movie cameos? No, absolutely not. Okay, absolutely not. No, he's completely separate. Well, and, and that is considered, and that's when he did, uh, when they did uh, Just Imagine, that was considered Marvel's big mistake. In a cost-cutting measure, when they were desperately trying to, they were flailing around for a buyer back in the mid-90s, the thing they did was Stanley did have an exclusive contract. He wasn't going to work for anybody else for the rest of his life, and they let him out of that contract at, to save money while they were trying to look good for investors. So prop, you know. So I, I don't think that um, 
do Marvel Comics still say Stanley presents? I don't think they have to do that anymore. No, they just if I think and, they got creator rights on they, a couple. Yeah, of he's got creator rights on a lot, and he and he gets like a, a sweetheart payment every year because of all the stuff yeah. he's done. But I think that was probably one of the biggest mistakes Marvel did because he is such an incredible face for the company. He yeah. is a well-known man, and but most of his fame really has real fame has come to the general public. Like if my mom knows who they are, has come. Since he was let go, well, right. he's bringing he, it to the mainstream. Two things: he's done this before. He had a paperback book series that didn't mm-hmm. really go anywhere that he had he had promoted. There was an online web universe too. I can't that remember what too. it was called. The, the portal, the something portal, something like that. And let's not forget. I mean, as cheesy as it is, let's not forget who wants, wants to, be to be a superhero. A superhero. I mean, this guy can market himself yeah. and keep his his. Oh, he's brilliant at marketing. Yeah. I'm not arguing. So, that what does at this all. mean for Virgin? What do you think? Well, it's higher profile, I'd say, than honestly Jenna Jameson running a comic. I don't think that got a lot of people. It's in. actually more better, more credibility in the comics than Ed Burns than, than, than Deepak, Doc Wallaber. Deepak Chopra. Although, let's give a shout out because a couple weeks ago, Josh Dysart and Deepak they uh, you know they collaborated on the Life of Buddha. So I give you know, yeah. Josh some credit there. Although, what I didn't realize is that Deepak Chopra had actually written uh, a novelization. Of this earlier, so I just saw this at uh, at Borders. So it's really Josh was ado- adapting an earlier work of Deepak Chopra. Well, Chopper's, you know what? But, Stan Lee would never do that. So uh, Stan yeah, Lee would. wins, Rick. No, um, I'm with you. So, well, there was a okay, I, but I just wanted to give a shout out to some of Josh's work. Yeah, I want to give a shout a out to Josh the, because I heard his I heard the panel for Vertigo at DC at the uh, uh, New York Comic Con, uh-huh. and Josh was easily the coolest guy on the panel. And and got we some great say, great lines in we there. We can say as we know. I think Josh is he one of the easily, coolest guys uh, in comics. On that panel, the people talking, he was easily the coolest guy. Well, there. he was easily the second coolest guy on our podcast. Next, to oh, me. easily, yeah. easily, easily, okay. yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, you know what I'd say? He, he, you know, appear on the Fanboy Planet podcast immediately. You can be the immediately guy. get cool. Immediately get immediately. cool. Yeah. Because Josh was I've not been cool. Trying to tell you guys for years. Okay? Why? Why am I not cool then? You are. Oh, 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 wow. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Tin Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, another universe this week, DC Universe, made news, made headlines, just as Stan Lee joining Virgin. Uh, the, I, it was the New York Daily News uh, made a big deal about the DC Universe number zero, which DC has been touting for some time. It was a big deal. It's 50 cents. It was supposed to be Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Wait, uh, to wait, final cr- countdown to final crisis number zero, they changed it instead to make it DC Universe zero fifty cents to be really accessible, so you could come in, pick it up supposedly, get a status quo check, know what was going on in the DC universe. All three of us have read through that issue now. We know the spoiler, and by the time this gets posted, I think we're safe to say what the spoiler is. Yeah. Wait, before we go there for a second, where was where was it getting the big press? <laughs> I just love the way you build up the tension, and then he comes in and says, uh, And I'm the before, blocker? Before, I'm the blocker? Before we get to that. Do, do you know anything about pacing and structure? You know, if you just answered the question, it would have been right back to it. <laughs> the New York Daily News, and then DC picked up on it and sent it out to all the websites and, and okay. put a link out there. New York Daily News, is there any connection to Time Warner at all? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay, just so. checking. I don't. I don't think that Time Warner. Has but anyways, newspapers. they have Time Magazine. Rupert Murdoch. What so, is the big surprise? So the big surprise is that the end of this book. It's not even explicit. I say implies. There's a the lot return, of Im- There's a lot of imagery that implies the return of Barry Allen, the Flash. 
the original, original Silver, Silver Age, Age Flash. Flash. Yeah. How many qualifiers <laughs> do we get there? The one person we would say, uh, one character in comics that dead means dead and has been dead since Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, you know, Marvel well, brought Captain Marvel back. Uh, oh, no, they, oh, no, they didn't. didn't. They brought oh, back, no, they didn't. They brought back Bucky. Who usually was dead was dead. Yeah, that's true. But they it's, did that. They would say way. Bucky dead, but they did a great. Yeah, and I'm not so sure that I'm going to feel comfortable and confident that what they, they did. They uh, brought Hal Jordan back, and they did that in a great way. So why can't they bring? But Barry Hal Jordan. Allen back? Hal Jordan was never really yeah, dead. He never dead really either left. Because he was through transition. He became the Spectre. They almost immediately after Parallax, yeah. after he died sacrificing himself, he became the Spectre, and then and then they revived him, and he was the Spectre up. I think really up until that moment when they. Uh, Yep. Decide that he was going to come. Wait, isn't the Spectre a ghost? Kind of. Yes. That would be a dead. spirit. That's dead in my He's book. He's a spirit. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, there's dead He's and then the there's spirit comic book dead. Of vengeance. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. God's no. vengeance. He's not the human li- living person of vengeance, is he? No. It's he was no. dead. Okay. All right. Thank you. I, I think you're assaulting my professional integrity. <laughs> okay. So, Barry Allen, huh? <laughs> it's implied, but I don't. And, I, and I'm, I'm really uh, annoyed that that was. Spoiled because I said we could have had a week of or whenever Final Crisis number one's coming out. We could have been fanboys for a week. We could have been fanboys. Is that what it means? Is that who it is? Yeah. No, they've confirmed it. Well, let me ask you this: even if it was, and we thought that, is that that big a really a re- revelation? We all would have went. Yes. Yes. Really? In issue zero. Yes. Yeah. Hasn't he come back like four? No. Or five no times he hasn't. No. In then time you travel read... stories. No. Or something? no. He really? is not. That. That has been the great. Well, there was a Flash story they, where where they, he thought he had, and it turned out that it was uh, it was the reverse Flash with amnesia, thinking that he was Barry Allen. It was a great plot line because what it did was really define Wally West. And I loved the ending of that where they said, you know, you were you'd be willing to die for a hero's legacy, but you know, uh, and now I, I can't remember the actual line. But the point being that Wally was willing to sacrifice everything for the memory of Barry, and you really understood that was. The bond that the two had as uncle and nephew, yeah. and which is really a father and son. It's not an uncle and nephew. It is absolutely a father son relationship because Wally's own father was so screwed up, and, and he was a little slow too. Yes, and uh, boy, you are just sandpaper derailing. Oh yeah. Now let me ask you this: Do yeah. you think they brought back the Flash because? The current reboot of Wally West wasn't really doing that good. They haven't had a chance for it not to do good. Nothing has changed. But, but they've just bobbled Flash after Flash. I mean, the Bart Allen thing where everybody's yeah. admitting, you know, they said, oh, we set Bart Allen up to die. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Nobody sets up a book to fail. Right. It yeah. fails because you, because you didn't think about it right or the fans, is whatever reason, nobody sets a book up to fail. And death isn't always the solution. And I'm going I'm to go over say with Captain Marvel let's, to, to visit back there. Right. There was a thing where we... I'm so gonna, again, I'm going to give the end of the miniseries, and I believe that they did know this from the beginning yeah. that they were, you know, they were lying to us, and I'm grateful for that lie. I mean, grateful. That well, makes who was writing? Um, well, Mark Miller wrote it. Wasn't it in Civil War that that, that Captain Marvel back. popped back up? No, yeah. it was in a different book. Was it in Frontline? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was no, in the was core Civil War book. It was the special. It was the Marvel special. Remember? Was it? The uh, oh, the, Marvel, return. the return. The return. Who wrote the You're return? Right. Who wrote the know. return? But whoever wrote that, then. But I'm sure you know Bendis was talking to people. Could it have been Bendis or the return? Uh, that, oh my God! The conspiracy goes deeper than we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that, that's quite possible, um, I'll have to go back and check that. It's great that we can. Okay, if you know the answer, <laughs> would you write, write in? To us. Write to us. We're all about information. Can we just give a shout? If Bendis is listening, because we know he might. 
We know we know he might. Bendis, that certainty. He has ears. Bendis, sh- uh, props for uh, mentioning San Jose, California, and the Mighty Avengers. That's awesome. True. That's I, true. I, I think we can take. We, I think we can take responsibility for that because he loves yeah, us. Yeah, because he hears this podcast all the time. Yeah, even though we're in Santa Clara right now. Well, exactly. Two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four in Santa, in Santa Clara, California. El Camino Real. Word up. I didn't I say El Camino Real. No. Two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred four. Okay, maybe you did. I think I did. You got to listen to me. Yeah, every no. every word I say is gold. So how do you feel uh, about Barry coming back? Well, see Barry coming back, I'm a little now, bothered by because I don't I don't feel like he's going to now see what they did with Captain Marvel and this whole setup as we were starting to go to is that they said he was this man out of time and the, and they even advertised the miniseries as saying, "Look, here's this guy superhero who knows that he cannot get himself killed because otherwise he will totally disrupt the space-time continuum." So you think that's the premise of the series. Right. Then here comes the secret invasion. The revelation is he's a Skrull sleeper agent who only thinks he's Marvell, And then with that revelation decides he might as well be Marvell, and he's going to fight against the Skrulls because they've made him believe in Marvell's mission of even the whole thing about the religion ended up in the last couple of issues. I started believing the message. It's like it was if, be if what we're going to do is just do good – isn't that the right thing? It doesn't matter if it's not really right. religion, if he's not right. really God. The important thing is do good works. Yeah. And that that scrawl then comes to believe that that is more important than his empire. And as you, you pointed out something brilliant, so repeat it here. Well, there's two things. One, one. I uh, said you not, only said one brilliant thing. Not the thing. brilliant thing. The, the one is that the, that the role becomes more important than the person playing it, which is kind of the Captain America thing right now. But yes. the, the interesting thing to me was... The original Captain Marvel was a Cree agent on Earth who wasn't really on the side of Earth, and he flipped. He became the hero for Earth against his own people, yeah. which now we've got a scroll who is Who's now the hero this, for Earth done the same thing. against Absolutely. his own people, Absolutely. all because he's Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's a great parallel, and it's actually a lot more respect for the character than I could have expected. Mm-hmm. And would have, and so that's doing it right. Yeah, it was it actually right. a decent. I was worried about that series, yeah, especially given. But now, it, and you know, they threw us a, a bunch of red herring stuff about this because they they talked up the whole dealing with cancer mm-hmm. and what. How am I going to spend my limited time? Oh, absolutely, stuff, because that, and then they never went there because that's what his implants, his mental implants, were telling him. Right. No, but this was this was his the editorial staff. The editorial staff of Marvel, when they were interviewed about the book, they were yeah. saying that's what it's going to be about. Yeah, and I and yeah, and they also convinced us that the Sentry was a unused uh, Stan Lee creation. So I mean, it's all about um, marketing. I was never actually convinced of that, but that's I'm okay. just uh, making a point. You know what I have? I have the sense of history, and I knew that the artist they credited to didn't exist. Who was the artist again? Was it Vinnie Coletta? It was not Vinnie Coletta. Oh, okay. You do that again, I'm going to walk over, and I'm going to give you such a pinch. So uh, My friend Uatu told me it wasn't true. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. that's nice. So, I mean, but that's doing it right. And now for the first time first time in my life, honestly, I want to read a Captain Marvel series. I, you know, I read yeah. that miniseries, and, I, and I'd be interested to see the continuing adventures of that. I've never cared that much about Captain Marvel. Not, DC, not Marvel's Captain Marvel. I've, I've always loved Billy Batson. Right. But, and it makes the appearance in the Secret Invasion where he blasts in on the Thunderbolts kind of interesting, too. Yeah, because now you want to know in midair what's and, going yeah. on. Yeah, Barry Allen coming back, I'm not sure because it seems more like a stunt because you've got – what is bothering about this DC Universe number zero is it gets publicity. People are, 
I don't think people really will walk into a store and go, oh, well, that's not interesting. Let me see what's going on in the DC Universe. But even if there were people doing that, as much as I like Grant Morrison and Jeff Johns, their writing, that's all I can really say. I don't really know them. You know, that as much as I like their, their writing. Their sense of style. Their sense of style, uh, perhaps. Great asses. Uh, well, Grant Morrison <laughs> does have a great accent. Uh, but uh, as much as I like them, th- that's an incoherent mess. Yeah. We read DC Comics, and and not there's maybe, what, two or three pages where we get what's going on. I'm sorry, I don't know the man. Perhaps he does indulge or not, but it was like Jim Starlin on dope. Yeah, Jim Starlin, mean, which does seem redundant, yeah. I, having read most of Starlin's stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like the, when he, his, independent, uh, his independent stuff, it's like so crazy, so out there. But mixed in with characters that we really know, the Justice League, the Legion, mm-hmm. allusions to the the, the, the crises, the history of the, uh, yeah. And it's setting up too many, uh, yeah. Like there's, there's so much stuff going on in that. You've got the that business with the anti-monitor and the specter. Uh-huh. And that, there's a war in heaven, which we know is coming because there's going to be a war in hell. And the Amazons replaced by, by the Manazons. Manazons. Or the cast from 300. From yeah, they definitely like. look like so, the cast from 300. Can we just, like... The butlers. Can we just cut through the... the, the do it, Lon. Do and, it. And just say what There's this an is. irony to this. Go can ahead. Can we just say what it really is? It's a 50-cent comic book. It's a 50-cent comic book that is essentially like... What was that one that came out before the uh, final crisis? Or, Brave uh, New World? Was that Brave New World? Yeah. With the six stories and the launch power of Adam. Oh, They're the, essentially, right. basically... Right. Uh, a little cheapy book for what was it, a dollar or something or no? It was a dollar. Oh, Brave New World was a dollar, yeah. yeah. And then you basically set up the upcoming books mm-hmm. that yeah. you were going to. So it's basically a preview book. It's an advertisement. And that's I what didn't this mind book is. that, but there was enough of each story in Brave New World where at least I got right. a sense of okay, there's a. I felt like there was this a complete a lot story like of each feature. When we go to see the DC Comics. Um, Slideshows. Slide. Well, when we see them on panel, and they're showing us panels up on the on the projector, of and not explaining what's going a dang on, thing. not really explaining anything. That's what it reminded me of. No, but it's just wow. I thought, so it's really a convention experience in your home, ladies and there gentlemen. There you go. Take it home. I just thought, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you know maybe one girl listens. Go ahead. No, I thought it was kind Hi, of. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> yep. There we go. I thought it was kind of interesting that you know it has the Batman part of the story, and after we finish reading it, you turn the page. And it has the full page ad for the upcoming Batman R.I.P. Batman R.I.P. I have then to. T- you, then you read a couple more, and then it's got you know the preview for Darkest Night or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like well, as I say, now the return of Barry Allen. Um, so Mike Antonucci, who is a pop culture editor or pop niche. culture writer at the San Jose Mercury News, our local newspaper, put on his blog today. He's like, I'm not going to buy DC anymore. Thanks, you brought back. That's the set. That was the last Sacred Cow. The Flash, blah, blah, blah. So I wrote back on his blog and I and sent the invitation. Love to have you on the podcast to argue this point. The only thing that would save the, that would make the Barry Allen coming back make sense to me is if they go through with the rumored plan of the fifth world with the, the heroes the elevated, to, elevated God. to gods. If you brought back the Flash to become, if you brought Barry Allen back to become one of the gods of the, the fifth light world. Ray. It could be, or a new Mercury. I mean, basically, yeah. if you go with a more classical pantheon, you know. Okay, well, this is. I, a, oh, go ahead. No, I, when you get to the point, it's like four or five pages in, and there's the line that says, you know, "It's the it's kind of a weird voiceover in in the for, in throughout the whole book, really." 
Um, but it's obviously somebody who we're supposed to feel like we know already. He's talking about people he knows. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the part where he's looking on Superman and he says, he always told me to call him Clark. And I'm thinking, oh my God, it's Batman and he's the new God. And I was oh. so relieved to see him in a couple of panels. But I was thinking back to that very thing. About yeah. they, they, the promise of this was that they were going to launch the fifth world. With a and of and the promise still is that Bruce Wayne will not be Batman in a year. And that's Grant Morrison's promise that someone, one of the potential, obviously, you know, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, uh, or Tim Hunter will become the Batman. Wow. That's what the Batman RIP is. And Grant, I mean, of course, what are their promises? As we know, Marvel's capable of lying. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm fine with that. Surprise me. Tell me one thing and give me something else as yeah. long as you do it well. Yeah. That's what I ask. So and the Captain Marvel series did do that. We've lost Batman before. We had Azrael for a while. Mm, whatever happened to him? Is he alive? I don't know. I don't know. What was his name again? Jean Paul Gaultier or something. Mm, Valet. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So you have a thing with Vogue magazine. I do. I have a very big thing with Vogue magazine. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm troubled that you have Vogue, but I no. have a wife who well, buys Vogue. Yeah, all right. Uh-huh. She, so she's reading uh-huh. her. None of us have seen Mrs. Brett. No, we have. Yes, you We've have. met Mrs. Brett Schneider. So Vogue she magazine, con- front cover, very yeah. lovely picture of Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Down in the lower right-hand corner, she's obviously taken Tony Stark's head off. It's in the corner. The, oh, that's War Machine. That's War Machine, you think so? No, that's the uh, Mo- that's that's Mark II. That's the Mach two. 1. Or yeah, Mark 2. Mark 2. I, I know. It's You've Iron Man's it. head under her elbow. I'm kidding. Uh, under her shapely elbow. Yes, very shapely. Um, but this is the Summer and Shine... Um, Issue which is highly influenced by uh, by comics. So you got the Wonder Womanly looks for night on the front cover. Um, I don't want to go through all this stuff, but I well, you know Wonder Woman's all about evening wear. The 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 interesting part for me on this, and if you're following home, you can pa- pause the podcast now. Go out and buy Vogue or check it out of the library and about with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow on the cover. The one with Gwyneth Paltrow and about to page <sighs> page two hundred and twenty eight is where you want to start. Because we're not going to be able to put these pictures probably up on the... No, there'd be these copyright issues. We'd get sued, and we don't actually have anything to uh, get sued over. So, you know? wait, so Is he going to show us pictures of Miley Cyrus? Yes. Okay. Um, so the, the, what they did was they had uh, couture artists um, putting together outfits based on superheroes. So I was going to show them to you guys for a reaction. And should I tell you what the what the superheroes? No, no, no. Show I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell you what the superheroes. You tell me. Just show is. me the picture. Show me okay, the picture. Here's the first one. A two page spread. That's, oh, that's got easy. to be poison ivy. Yes, definitely poison oh. ivy. Uh, that's oh, nice. Okay. It's a lovely outfit. What, what were you going to say? Were you going to be sarcastic? Ah, uh, yes. Swamp thing. No, I don't know. Would you just go ahead? Could, could you steal just, my thunder? Go ahead. Oh. No, we're not stealing it. We're so much saying. Please don't bring it. Don't bring the thunder. Oh, right but she's now. standing you want on the this. thunder and the lightning. No, I don't. I would like, I would like it to be sort of just sunny, mild. Okay, here's another one. You'll you'll get it in a second, but then you have to talk about what it what it looks like. Here's the second page. Uh, that's got to be Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looks like Black Orchid. It's it's Catwoman. Yeah, I know, but it, but it's just like what? Uh, the, wait, wait. Are real, her buttocks on the front? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's weird. An interesting it's an cod piece. odd picture. Yeah, I, I'm. It's a girdle. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. See, now people are going to want to go out and buy this Vogue now because our descriptions are so vague and right. disturbing. Well, that's I, that's the arrangement I have with Vogue magazine right now. It's vague and disturbing. Right. So, More like vague. <laughs> so this one's tough 
This one's tough, and you're you're not exactly going to slap your head when when you don't get this one. This is the third panel. It's primarily a woman in a black bodysuit that covers her head, and she's got a white kind of bodice thing that's a bunch of strips of white. So and even it's when over I, a panel, a Jim Mooney panel of Supergirl. Yeah, it's not, that's a that's is a that ambush bug. No. Because you know what, I would. Be. I, if that was Ambush Bug, I would be so impressed. I would buy that issue. Okay, of I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm drag this out. Spider Man, Aurora, 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 Aurora of the X Men of the X Men or Alpha or Flight. Alpha Flight. Yeah, right. I guess I sort of see that super now that you speed, say super it. Super speed, sir. Well, they're they're influenced by so they're right. Not, they, they get worse. Okay, but warning, I, but warning. again, the fact that they went to Aurora, yeah, makes me sort of impressed. Yeah, a little bit, a oh, little bit, a little you, bit. You'll lose that impression. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> a second. Okay. Oh, but I love the haute couture. Yeah, this is actually very close to uh, the last one. Well, that would be the angel. No, close. Uh, not not quite that. Name Arita. No. No, we're looking at a woman in a, a spangly dress with with wings behind her. And unfortunately... Spangly? This, is that the clue? No. Captain America? No. Dawnstar. Dawnstar from Legion of Superheroes? Uh, Dawnstar is from Legion of Superheroes. It's the winged tracker. She's okay. Native American. Yeah, there you go. Right, you're right. See, Better now... Better than I thought. Damn it, I, I don't care. Man or woman, I want to I date that editor. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Here we go, honey. Don't don't believe me. All right, this is this is one that <laughs> I'm just impressed. I want to talk to who did this because that that's yeah. impressive. You got Dawnstar, okay, or as Wildfire would say, <laughs> here's Dawny. one that's impressive, but for all the wrong reasons. Okay, here we, we go. Have, we have a woman sitting on a on a ball, and she has a t- she has a fish tail instead of legs, and then she like has a mermaid. She has, Cheese and crackers. She has two ice cream cones on her chest. Madonna was never a superhero, um, right? Mira. Okay, wait. So <laughs> this is like some horrible party game for geeks. Um, ice cream cones and it's a visual and a mermaid. So that would be Killer Frost. Well, it's it's not really uh, it's invocative because she's uh, oceans away. She resembles Marvel's Little Little Mermaid, whose first mission was to save. To now, I'm reading this verbatim. She resembles Marvel's Little Mermaid. Uh uh-uh. uh. DC had the Little whose Mermaid. Whose first mission was to help Aquaman save Atlantis from a bomb had grown. <laughs> had grown this is why most people think that DC and so Marvel wrong. are the, the, same, only, thing. Are the so same company. This is, mixing, this is mixing the Little Mermaid, Marvel, uh, Aquaman, and Submariner in two sentences. So we'll, we'll skip this one. But uh, if you, if you, boys. If you have a chance to pick this one up and check that page out, um, you will be a man after you read that one. Really? Maybe. Okay. This one's pretty easy, too. It's a woman in a black outfit with a uh, big black cloak behind her. Uh, it's got to be Batman. She's got a cowl. It's definitely Batman. Okay. Here's the one I have a, a big, a large amount of trouble with. Okay. Okay. Who is this? This is a woman in like a 40s-style mutated... Those shoulders are very outfit. big. She's got shoulders the size of her head. Now, I, now our table is longer than usual, and people can't see that. So I'm thinking, <laughs> is that gold? It's In this lighting, it's hard to say. Is, no, it's is silver. Gold? It's silver. Or if it's silver. Yeah. So she's the silver surfer? Yeah, unfortunately. Really? I'm right? <laughs> That's what it says. Do said. I win a prize? It says, the shiny satin in this Amani Privé silk dress recalls the silver surfer's metallic skin. And nothing else. 
<laughs> it's just like that's it, Silver Surfer. Well, that was yeah. sort of not what I would expect, but so uh, yeah, they got a decent article about. Anyway, they've comics got a lot in of. There. I mean, they've got a, it's actually for Vogue magazine. There's a pretty decent uh, comic uh, story here. Oh, that's interesting. With uh, you know, wow. And speaking of this, you know, we didn't. Oh, there's write, there's oh. apparently there's a uh, exhibition going on in New York right now with all this fashion. And stuff. Oh, interesting. Well, um, one thing that you attended this last week and I didn't write down, oh, but my. you were there was the costume convention, costume con. And uh, were, were any superheroes represented there? Ah, uh, boy, were there any superheroes? No, no. Not really. I didn't. Uh, kind of Cry a, for Dawn, a uh, friend of the uh, owner of uh, Elusive Comics and Games, Danny, whose name I should know, the last name I should know, but do not, uh, who has previously appeared as Dorothy along with the uh, Scarecrow from uh, she was Elusive a we- Comics. Was she a Westercon or Silicon as Dorothy? Yes, she was. Yeah. Um, but she showed up in a fabulous. Cry for Dawn, probably the best Cry for Dawn outfit I've ever seen. So, including like the shield bits on her hips, and uh, huh. and and Danny really, she has the figure to pull it off too. So, okay, yeah. Um, but this is that just, was as close to this is just customers. It wasn't so much like the kind of geeks that we are, but people that are really into. Well, let's see. Friday night was the Victorian underwear party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I missed that. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun watching people in Victorian underwear yeah. dancing to a live band, which is a lot the, like the uh, like fifties uh, outerwear, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost it's more clothes than most people wear today. Yeah, on the street. Right. And uh, the there was a science fiction masquerade on Saturday night, which was really 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 good, really cool. Um, and you, yeah, you sent me a couple so, of pictures. Did you take any more that we I could? Took brought? a lot of pictures, and uh, they're up on my Facebook page. And you're welcome to grab anything you want. To, okay, uh, maybe I'll take a look tonight yeah. uh, and see. What, it'd be nice to just have a little acknowledgement because this is a big deal that it came to San Jose, right? Yeah, it doesn't come. It, it travels around the country, and this one, this had actually been in production. I think at least three years. Wow. So I mean, that's the way a lot of these big cons do is they, they get bid for in different areas. Mm-hmm. They have different staffs putting together, so they're much bigger than you could put together in one year. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's really cool. So um, before we get to our summer movie preview, let's talk about some movie news. Uh, Lon got a look at a website. I can't remember which website you sent me that had, that had pictures of G.I. Joe. So how do you feel, man? Well, Derek, um... I have to tell you, uh, my heart is broken. It is. My heart is broken, and I want to die. You had a heart? And, well, for G.I. Joe, I did. And okay. uh, they have stabbed it. They have stabbed my heart, my poor little <laughs> beating G.I. Joe heart, and uh, pretty much killed this There's project for me. a metaphor in here somewhere. I'm not quite there. I, he's, he's flailing for it. He's trying. When uh, Channing Tatum Channing, Bell. Channing Tatum. Whatever. Carol um, Tatum. When he said that they were doing the X-Men in referring to the G.I. Joe movie, mm-hmm. he wasn't kidding because the pictures that they released had all the main characters in their G.I. Joe gear. And you saw them, right? I did, I did. They were they were pulled by the studio very did you shortly see them? after. I, I saw a few of them. I, the, the, uh, I Basically, think I, every main character is in black, skin-tight, you know, superhero well, there gear. There were some T-shirts. Uh, the only guy who was like normal was General Hawk, which is Dennis yeah, Quaid. Yeah, yeah, and his, I wasn't minding his gear because it looked normal, you know, possible GI Joe movie. I was like, oh, General Hawk, I can get behind that. Then they show Duke, who's Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, Tater, whatever, Carol Channing, and uh, he's in the total. Oh s- my Cobra! 
and he's like yeah. in skin tight, and he's got a scar on his eye. Which I think, and that was interesting because I emailed you back and said since I'd never had a, a Duke figure, really paid that much attention to the animated series. The only figure I had was was Snake Eyes. Uh, asked if it was if he was scarred or if that's a nod to the uh, to the '60s figure, and I think it is. Wow. It's definitely a nod to the adventure. Well, team. that's stupid. All right, and really, then, um, really, no, not the fact. Who's going to give you money to see GI Joe if not you know your older brothers here, Rick and Derek? Who's going to give me money? Well, I don't to know. See? Okay, right. um, but then like we're treating like a fanboy planet family. But then even like like you expect the Baroness, right? She's supposed to be this. Hot leather clad skin tight right? thing. Since everybody's hot. since everybody's in skin tight black leather, the Baroness doesn't look that different from everybody. Oh, because, she looked different from the rest of them. Uh, I, she looked like she was wearing a bad porno wig. No, you know what she really had? Bad. She had evil. Yeah, the sweet sweet stench of evil. I, I don't I don't buy it. And then Storm Shadow, who uh, is yeah. a ninja. Yeah, white. Not wearing any ninja gear. Wearing like a cool little Korean pop singer. Outfit, mm, sort of looking like John Cho as as emo Harold. Man, not no, that no, much. Not that much. No, but uh, yeah. So I, I I think I'm done with this movie. I don't care anymore. They've hurt me. It's <laughs> like a bad relationship. You'll be yeah. back with her next week. You, I know yeah. totally. You're going to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, just, so sorry. I'm just reporting on it because I'm your GI Joe back. expert here. Yeah, okay. You are. So. You are. No, this is this is this is this is what fanboyism is all about. Exactly. About being really really upset about some detail of that does that in the end you're gonna you're gonna buy the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll see if it I, if it comes out no. and and we like have the GI Joe review and I go I was wrong everybody. Uh, then, that never you know, happened before. We'll we'll see. Well, the lawn's we'll been see. wrong or they yeah. said it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm man <laughs> enough to admit when I'm wrong. I'm just saying that this looks really like wrong? garbage. Okay. Well, you okay. know, I've said it before. It's it's a Stephen Summers movie. Uh, you know, and and though I enjoyed the Mummy and the Mummy Returns to some extent. I certainly thought Van Helsing was a, a flaming bag of crap, uh, and and that's being kind. So the fact that he's in charge of the G.I. Joe franchise, and it's a franchise I, I don't much care about other than action figures were fun, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to, you know, it was hard for me to get excited in the first place. All right, well, when you see these pictures, if you get a hold of them, anybody out there, I, 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 I feel sorry for you. I'm sorry. I personally want to apologize for the G.I. Joe movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow. And next week, Lon will... <laughs> no, never mind. Strange thing to take personal responsibility for, you know? You know, I love G.I. Joe so much that I will take full responsibility for this movie. Send your hate mail to me at fanboyplanet.com. Editor at fanboyplanet.com. And I will forward it to Lon. Strange, strange hate mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we go into the movie preview? or it, Are we all set? I, I, well, we've got the stuff. I mean, you know, we've got the layout. So we let's got go, the stuff. We got the stuff. We got let's the talk power. about the summer movies. Because G.I. Joe's next hold on, summer. Because we're going we're gonna to actually break it at this point. Yeah, well, that's so, what So we'll, uh, this is the end of part one of, of this week's podcast. We're giving you twice the podcast love because we've been gone for two weeks. So, end of part one. Download part two to listen to our summer movie preview and a little bit about TV, and we're taking you out. This week's podcast is brought to you by Baggage from DC Comics. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. 
visit Lukeski at www.lukeski.com. You don't usually need a wingman in the comic book shop. <laughs> well, there are different reasons. I'm gonna cut that. I'm gonna cut the pretty one away from the herd. <laughs> Not really happening. I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the anomaly out of the <laughs> I don't get that. I know that's what makes it sweeter. Uh, <laughs> it's Dave. Hey. hey, speaking of wingman. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> We're doing a lot of outtakes before we're even beginning. So yeah, let's let's not put any of that in. <laughs> I'm definitely using that wingman. <laughs> <laughs> we won't use any of the. Uh, <laughs> we won't use any of the actual you trying to pick up on her. But I just. <laughs> let's keep the sexy stuff out. We haven't even reached a starting point. We've been. <laughs> 